Blog Talk Radio. This presentation may contain language and scenes which may be objectionable to certain individuals. Viewer discretion is advised. Isn't that what we played last week? Yeah, let's let's try this one. It, like, it's being goofy. I hate you, Bob Talk. The barbershop, you know the rules. No fighting, no cussing, no cousin, no blood. Now sit yourself down and act like you got some sense. Now I step through the door with the flies, paradunks. Quit lying, you ain't seen these at foot like a chump. And I ain't about to argue shoot game with you punks who don't know Air Jordans from some Reebok pumps. And out of 23, 13 was the hottest. If it's rare and it goes on your foot, then I got it. I'm at undefeated off of Brea playing modest while you running up to eBay to empty out your pocket. Socket in the mouth if you don't want to get clowned. Metro acting caps getting frowned on. We sound on everything from ball to yards. Women ballers up in here and they brag on how they living till they car get pulled. Still at home with they mommy. Change the faces, bull city says when you find me. Getting the low down from the nigga internet. You ain't done with my haircut yet. I swear to God. Laughter fade is as tight as we is on the mic. Just got your whip clean and your kicks on tight. About to pull the flash chick you ever pulled in your life. Then you doing what we doing, then you doing it right. Now if your fate is as tight as we is on the mic Just got your whip clean and your kicks on tight About to pull the flyest chick you ever pulled in your life Then you doing what we doing, then you doing it right Hey yo Merce, it ain't all about a cut to me Wanna go somewhere, catch some time with me oh. <laughs> Welcome to another episode uh, of the Pop Culturist uh, Doppelganger Edition um, Thankfully Kyle, they are based out of Australia I just found out, or Kyle found out there's another one biting our style down under. Yeah. Man. Yeah. But it oh, is Lord. I, not Dylan, Josh, or Ryan, but I, Alex Miller, along with Half Points. Kyle Adams, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, but Dylan, Josh? What? Or Ryan? Oh, these, these two guys are on the, or three guys are on the podcast. Oh, that's right? their names. So should we yes, give them a yes. shot, I guess? I mean, or should we be like, they're arch enemies? I don't know, because they apparently used to do something for a website that I enjoy, so, um, or one, one of the guys did, so that's cool, but besides that, no, we're all out feud, but they do like three shows a week. Get these hands, shout out to the Man. kid, Nicholas. <laughs> or is it Shane O'Mac's kid? We'll find <laughs> out, uh, WrestleMania, my God, uh, was this past weekend. Uh, an insanely crazy good, uh, not only weekend of wrestling, uh, but night as well. Um, also, we'll get into the box office beatdown. We'll see if Silence was really golden or if John Cena um, could, you know, block out the competition. Uh, we already know Black Panther is slid, but can Ready Player One be ready for all 
That's silence. Uh, we'll, we'll see who came out atop. Also, I will, re- will review Blockers, uh, starring John Cena, Leslie Mann, Ike Barinholtz, um, as well as uh, countless slew of others in a, a wonderful coming-of-age movie, not only from the teenage perspective, but the parents' perspective. Uh, we'll give my perspective on that a little bit. Kyle will review the fantastic 80s classic horror film, uh, Phantasm. Um, as well as uh, a, another film he has kept top secret. We'll see if The Rock can rampage uh, the box office in a few days um, as he updates the arcade classic with some motion capture awesomeness. We'll also see if Kyle has the cojones to accept a truth and or a dare. We'll get into the Manic Movie Minute. Uh, we'll get into the musical mantra. Coachella, I see, it seems like we've been uh, previewing this for a while, Kyle. Uh, but we'll uh, finally give the preview since the first weekend um, out of the second. We'll, uh, we'll be here in a few days. The Childish Gambino adds some dates. Find out if uh, some of them will be near you also. I believe, Kyle, did you check out the whole Cardi B album? Uh, only a little bit of it. A little and, bit. We'll, we'll get Kyle's um, take. Like, Yeah, and also we'll hear what the people thought of it too because I've read some reviews uh, from professional and non-professional people. Um, and I, Alex, I kind of want your take. I did. Uh, unfortunately, after work didn't go as planned, uh, so I only got to listen to a few of the songs, and you'll hear my take. If you know my stance on Cardi B over the last few months, ever since she, you know, uh, blew up, I, I guess within the last six months or so, um, mm-hmm. you, you'll kind of know where I stand with this uh but uh, first off, when we come back from break, uh, we're going to break down the the unsettling, wonderful, I would say, instant classic episode of last week's Atlanta. We will break down uh, the life and times of Teddy Perkins. Uh, but first, we're going to discuss, uh, for all you deer hunters out there, or if you like to get up top, if you want to, I don't know, the legalities of turkey hunting, but, you know, deer hunters out there with the season vastly approaching, FML Solutions, Inc. can be your uh, your cost conservative, but also the easiest way to set up, break down, or hell, even carry your trophy back to your truck. Uh, FML Solutions, Inc. has the best product for you and the ultimate deer stand in Kyle with the Deer and Turkey Show back at the Minnesota State Grounds last month. FML Solutions, Inc. has been the talk of the circuit. A lot more hits on his page. A lot more deer stands have been sold. Inventory is low, guys, but also with positive word of mouth means good things uh, ahead for FML Solutions, Inc. But also that could mean newer products or we all know how, you know, economics work. Uh, So get it while the get is good meaning at this price uh especially again uh quantities are limited but right after we get back from break we are going to talk about how limited uh kyle's and i like i guess breath or sense of being was after last week's atlanta don't go away looking to get a head start on deer hunting season let fml solutions point you in the right direction Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. 
FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative gear stand. Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, baby, you get strong foul media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, Soda Sound Radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com. Mail letters. Ship packages. All the services of the post office right on your computer. Get a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com today. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Style Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint's Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out the Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, search bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over the safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, List, two can play at this game. What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No. What if you actually wanted boba? It's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe word's Barbara. <laughs> I like that. Okay. <laughs> Bottled or tap? Uh, bottled, I guess. Oh, bottled. 
I'll bring a live Fiji in Avion. Mix it with some Poland Springs. Maybe a boss. Okay. I would. Uh, oh, I'll see you downstairs. This Look, man, I really, really want this piano, man. It's nice. It's colored keys, and it's free. But is you willing to die for it, though, man? You sound like a serial killer. And let me get a five cheese crystal combo, no fries. It's cheaper with fries. No fries. That's rich nigga shit, man. You don't know nothing about that. Look, man, if I leave, I'll regret it. And I got a two regret life limit pack. Wait, 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 wait. A what? A two regret life limit pack. Somebody got to take me out if I go over two. What? How would anyone know you went over two regrets? I tell them. Oh, shit. Hey, boy. I mean, Yo. the dude is obviously a weirdo, man. Look, we just play along with it, get the piano, get the hell up out. Yeah, but how, though, man? I feel like, like he's stalling or something. <laughs> oh, my gosh. One of the many... Interesting scenes uh, in, in, in season two, episode six of, of Atlanta on FX, entitled Teddy Perkins. Uh, welcome back to the pop cultures. Lakeith Stanfield, by the way, MVP as always. Uh, one of my, not issues per se, but one of the things I've noticed this season, Kyle, the lack of Darius. I love me some Darius, one of my favorite characters back in 2016. Um, and I like, though, the last you know few episodes have revolved around Earn. And Van, Van herself trying to, you know, figure herself out in her situation. Of course, we had the Paperboy episode. Um, and, of course, we do get a Darius episode. Um, th- something we, we thought would have been crazy, but I never would have expected a uh, uh, an unexpected, uh, I would say, prequel or sequel, if you will, depending on uh, of Get Out. Because, you know, when I was watching this, I was like, wow, this is just like, you know, obviously uh, Allison Williams kind of tracked his character uh, into that situation. But it was a weird companion piece, a nice 40-minute uh, companion piece to get out, a pseudo-sequel, if you will. Uh, Kyle, what are your thoughts on that? In my opinion, instant classic, if not one of the best episodes of this uh, of this phenomenal show, uh, written by Donald Glover uh, this episode, um, and as we found out, acted brilliantly and eerily uh, by Donald Glover. Yeah, and stayed in in character the whole time, which was cool. Um, I, I thought, out of all of them, honestly, it was okay, but I kind of wanted a different approach to Darius, being that he's a like left field or you know out of character kind of person at times obviously you mm-hmm. heard it with the, the two pack or two regret <laughs> two regret <Yeah>. pack <laughs> like <laughs> like I thought that was pretty weird um but funny and and kind of cool but i mean like i wanted although that was extremely trippy i wanted something a bit more trippier i guess um than creepier Okay, I was about to say, because this was some trippy shit. Yeah, it was really creepy. It was, (laughs) it was creepy. But um, it also explained um, 
a lot from, I guess, Michael Jackson's character, from my Mm -hmm. understanding. And I I almost was going to play Man in the Mirror to open the show. Oh, that would have been perfect. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Oh, that's that's just great. That's awesome. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I ended up playing Barbershop, which was last week's song based off of the Barbershop. So <laughs> yep, that's yep. where that played off of. Um, but yeah, so maybe next week you'll hear uh, Man in the Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> because we're, <laughs> we're running on CP time with the songs here. <laughs> no, but I, I thought it was good, but I I wanted some a bit more out there instead of um, instead of because uh, I want it kind of a more conspiracy theory type of show, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or some, you know, like, uh, just goofy because he's into that type of stuff. Uh, but instead of getting, like, almost a thriller type of episode, um, and, yeah, they, and, the, and the way the episode the starts, either. too, you think it's going to be, like, a wacky Darius, you know, type of, not wacky, That that's diminishing the character. Like you said, a, a, a different type you know, a more eclectic character that is Darius. Um, Spaceman-esque, if you will. Uh, yes, I am referring to Sunset Park. Um, and or... <laughs> uh, anyways, um, this episode starts off with him, you know, at, at you know, a Walmart or a Shopco, you know, type store. You know, it's, it's <laughs> a, uh, a southern S store. He, he buys a trucker hat with the Confederate flag. I believe it says uh, Southern, Southern Made, or oh no, uh, Southern Made uh, was it Pride? Made, uh, yeah, it was Made. Southern Made. made. Southern Made. Um, yeah. And then of course you're like, oh okay, you know, he, it's Darius. He's gonna wear it. He'll get a few looks. Maybe that's how the episode progresses. He walks out, and then he buys a sharpie. He walks out, and it just says, you know, everything's sharpied out, and it just leaves you mad. Yeah. Brilliant. I laughed. I was like, I can't wait. <laughs> so I was, and I wanted to see somebody compliment the hat, or I wanted to be thrown out more other than, you know, what I mean, what it was, because it was it was on there for a coffee break, and then that was it. Um, mm-hmm. But it was great to see. Um, but I, like I said, I wanted, I wanted more. I mean, I got a lot, but I just was expecting, I guess, a little bit something different. However, it was still good. Um, heartbreaking in the end, for sure. Um, oh, you guys should gosh. watch it. No spoilers. It was definitely heartbreaking. Um, but no look on his face in the end um, when he makes that discovery. I'm just like, oh my god, yeah, that's crazy. It's an episode, ladies and germs. You want you you definitely should watch. Again, we're we're not gonna get into too many spoilers. We'll probably break it into it a little bit more next week before we we talk about episode seven. Uh, but. This is a show or, or an episode um, that clearly, you know, grows from its opening setup, where, again, you think it's going to be something entirely uh, comedic or Darius-like. And then it's just, it, this is an episode you got to watch multiple times. Like, I can't wait to watch it uh, probably two or three more times because there's so many little nuances you got to watch and look at. Um, as Kyle pointed out, too, it's it's kind of... Uh, a tale on on fame and and horrible and, and pain, you know, and, and the horribleness that people can grow up with, you know, Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, 
you know, was, was, was kind of, you know, notated and then just being kind of like a background player in a band with Al Jarreau, with Stevie and Michael and so on and so on. And, and not getting, you know, abused in that way, you know, as, and, you know, and the whole thing of is art, you know, is only the good art out there caused by pain, you know, which is a question, you know, that that's been asked since the beginning of, you know, pop culture and, and, and whatnot and, and music um, and movies. And it's, this is just an episode where Darius goes because he wants a free piano. It's a baby grand piano with colorful keys so that's why yeah. he enters this strange ass house. Uh, my only qualm with this, Kyle, as our as our uh, Cubano correspondent, would you ever mm. go somewhere to get a baby grand piano by yourself in the middle of nowhere? Not in in you know the Atlanta setting that you know they know, but but somewhere obviously in the rural esque areas, or you know maybe even the northern parts. Nope. I, I, I was I was gonna say like I was uh, trying to think of like everything I've gotten because I've gotten a few things on Craigslist, and I'm trying to wonder if I ever went by myself, but I never did. And mm-hmm. I went to a place called New Germany, which is really far in Minnesota, um, but someone took me, and I think that was it. Um, but yeah, every time I went somewhere, I always like went with someone. Yes, which I think is the smartest thing you can do. So first off, I'm like, why the hell would you would you do that? But hey, Darius is on his own level. He's on his own actual plane, plane if you will. Um, and he just thought, you know, he's a very trusting individual. He's a very, you know, kind person. And, you know, he thinks, you know, the world is still good. And, and especially when you're, you know, in the area that, that he probably traveled to since, you know, Teddy Perkins's, you know, mansion is a mansion. So again, he probably didn't think uh, anything of it, but uh, an interesting uh, story for sure that, that Donald Glover and, and company crafted uh, no commercials. I don't know if you noticed that Kyle, but no commercial breaks whatsoever. Wow. I didn't even notice that. It was such a crazy episode where That's we kept right. looking back at each other thinking, what are we watching? Because we watched it pretty late. It was probably like midnight or so. You know, we were like, what are we watching? Are we watching the same show or are we imagining this? Like, we, we <laughs> couldn't decipher if what we were watching was real. We're like, are we sleeping? Did we enter each other's dream atmosphere? It was that bonkers, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, again, kudos. This will win all the awards come 2019. And it deserves all the awards. Granted, we haven't seen the, the last four episodes. And, and I truly, truly love the Helen episode uh, with Van and, and, um, and Ern kind of coming to grips, you know, on, on their relationship. And Van trying to figure out, you know, where she stands, not only with her relationship and herself, but how society looks and depicts her um, as well, which I, I thoroughly enjoyed. But, but Kyle, this is definitely on another level, definitely worthy of a Darius type episode. Um, mm-hmm. And again, if you're a fan of get out, you will definitely enjoy this. It's a, a satire to the T it's heartbreaking. It's, it's damn right. Scary. 
and and bravo um, to all. Uh, and, and I like how they kind of broke out for, you know, those few minutes as we heard on the clip before, Kyle, where we got our, you know, kind of paper boy uh, and, and earn in the back seat and, and uh, paper boy's boy who just got out of the joints. What? The guy that was in the car. The, uh, Stacy, what's his name? Oh, um, um, Tracy? Was it? Tracy, thank you. He was in the joint? What did he go to prison for? Remember, he just got out. That's why Ern didn't ask to stay there, because he took his spot. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> I got lost for a second. <laughs> and what's crazy, too, about this episode is is it makes you question what really is going on. So, So if you haven't seen this episode of Atlanta... Definitely watch it once, just kind of with an open mind. I guarantee you'll want to watch it again and, and just kind of pinpoint because I'm I'm still a not only thinking about this episode, talked about it a lot this weekend uh, with a few different people, and I you know this is one where probably after this show, well I'll probably watch yet again. Um, I if if I was rating this like a wrestling match, Kyle, I would give this six six stars. Hmm. I whoa! It's Sorry. just so different. Like it, I respect it is, that. It's really, really, really different. Um, and I had to watch it the second time for me to like truly understand it. When I first saw it, I was like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" But then I tried <laughs> to get like a bet because, like, I, I I said it last week, and I you know I I try to watch the episode more than once to get a full understanding of it just because well, one, I really like the series um, first season and, and the second season is just tremendous. Um, um, and so I, I always try to watch it to get a better understanding to, so, you know, I could talk about it and um, um, it, it really tripped me out. <laughs> um, I think it's by far the most craziest episode um however i don't think it's it's my favorite episode of the season so far i think it's good but i don't think it's my favorite yeah i like i said it's a toss-up between this and helen i just you know i i like the pain aspect i like the realness to this and and lakeith stanfield delivers a, a heartbreaking monologue, you know, kind of towards the, the climax of the episode. Um, and again, if, if he's not looked at later on in the, uh, in the year when it comes Golden Globes and, and Emmys and whatnot, that will be a damn shame. And especially SAG Awards, if this is not nominated for Best Ensemble, yes, yeah. you know, they, they have done a lot of, of separate episodes this season. But again, that's just to, you know, showcase this character in a more broader light with such a shortened episode order, which is generally is usually about 10 episodes per season. So well, kudos again to everybody involved. This, I mean, just yeah. a great movie. Sorry to bother you. I don't know if you've seen the previews for that movie. Look, Keith Stanfield's next movie have, where it's about television. I have a problem with it's, that one. Because it's honest? It's honest, but I think it's just corny. At the same time, I don't know. Maybe oh, when yeah. I watch the movie, I'll have understanding for it. But the 
the white people voice. Like everyone do have it. I I have one to be honest, it's but very uh, <laughs> but I do have one. Um, and that's just because when you're dealing with certain people, you can't. You just you can't. You got to be on your A game, and that's what the white voice is. It's being on your A game. But uh, <laughs> I you know I, how I found like... that out by working <laughs> at a telemarketing thing for like two days. And it was just, you know, me, a few older people. It was like right after college. I'm like, oh, whatever. I'll earn some money. It, it was the scariest thing. They were like, yeah. You know, they, they would talk regular when they would get on those phones. Why, hello there, Mrs. Marshall. You're like, yeah. what? Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, it's almost <laughs> like that uh, journalist who, like, got that bug in its mouth. And he was talking, you know, had his white voice on. And he got that bug in his throat. And he's like, God damn it, I'm sick of this. Uh, country bumpkin ass town, you know what I mean? And then, <laughs> but it, it was it's such a good transformation too, and that's that's the truth of it. But I don't know. I just maybe we'll see. Hopefully it'll be good. But I just, I just feel it's a little bit over the top. Like especially David Cross's voice, like <laughs> David Cross is in it. Then I'm totally I, there. I yeah. feel like that. I like when I hear it, I hear it, I hear his voice. But I could be wrong. But I feel like that's David Cross's voice. Oh man, I there's so many people in this movie that that is why I'm excited to see it and just to kind of see where this concept goes. Um, yeah, you're right. It is David Cross. Cherry hmm. Crew, I, I love it. It's like I'm your uncle, but um, no, I, I would <laughs> say for sure. I mean, they definitely need to get an ensemble nomination when it comes to the SAG Awards uh, coming up in 2019 because we're already. A third there, Kyle. True. Uh, you know what else true. is true? Timberwolves leading the Nuggets, Denver Nuggets, 99-94 with three win. minutes and 50 seconds. 53 seconds in the fourth quarter. Well, yeah, we, we're we, out. Uh, so get our playoff spot. You win, you're in, you're, you lose, you snooze. Uh, How do you blow yeah. that, by the way? Do you get rid of Wiggins or Towns? Me? After the I said, drop down. I said... I said trade Wiggins um, earlier in the season. Does he seem like he doesn't want to be here? Do no, think- I, I don't know what it is. Like, even Towns uh, lost progression on defense. Mm-hmm. He was almost considered defensive player of the year his rookie season. Um, but now, like, he's gone soft. Wiggins don't want to put up. too many too much on those threes. Maybe yeah, that is true. That's another one that really bothers me too. He shoots way too much three. He's their leading three point shooter, and it's it's like you're a sinner. Um, That's what got Kevin uh, Love uh, all messed up because he just kept concentrating on hitting those three buckets. And it's like, dude, there's so much more facet to your game. Yeah, it's nice to hit a three every now and then, but that's not why you're out there. <laughs> you know, you're out there to play defense and and you know hit hit the layups or, or post yeah. up. Yeah. I don't mind you having a mid-range game. Yeah. It's all G. But um that I, I don't know. I don't I'm uh I'm worried well they're going to get swept in the playoffs like at this at this rate. <laughs> I'm glad they made playoffs play- though. Huh? Is it good to make the playoffs just to get swept? Yes. Oh god. Because, I mean, 13 years, you, you haven't made postseason, and now, like, 
Like you kind of get an idea. Them four games were your your uh, training tutorials. I feel like, and then uh, next season, hopefully, you can get it together and realize the intensity of, of playoff games. Yeah, but getting swept, I don't know. If that'll, well, you never know. I mean, do you think they could have beaten the Jazz if they would have slipped up to the sixth spot? Um, oh, would Rubio kind of make them wish uh, they never traded him? Definitely. I. Who did we get? We got Teague out of that, right? Like, I feel like. Yep. Oh man, I feel like that was a dumb decision. I've been said that was a dumb decision. So. Well, whatever. I mean, he's a cheaper player. Um, Could you have beaten the Jazz though if you would have made the six? Yes. Could you have beaten the Trailblazers if you made the fifth? No. Well, I don't, I don't know because like Blazers is really overlooked. Um, they got a Who really do you got good to squad. Oh, uh, maybe Butler since he's back. Ooh, he's back, yeah. He's looking pretty good tonight. That's for sure. That's a, it, yeah. That's the thing that sucks. If you were, and if you were anywhere between four, five, and six, you guys had a chance to to make some noise to get Butler, you know, buckets back healthier. Uh, develop that rapport again because um, easily I think even if you guys would have made the fourth spot I think you guys could have beat the Pelicans right um, could we beat the Pelicans yeah do you I think? don't know I think so maybe in like five in five yeah I say is this one. the Rockets year can they find, can James Harden finally get over the hump and is win it? his NBA title isn't Curry still hurt? Yes. Yeah, like if like with Curry being hurt, like that's a shot. Celtics are done. Like it's a wrap on them because Kyrie Irving wanted to get surgery. Um, so there goes my chances of that one. Thanks, Kyrie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I feel like with Curry hurt, that uh, really improves their chances. Um, because it's possible that Warriors can get swept this year. Really? He's beating six. The Thunder is going to be okay. I like that. <laughs> yeah, Russ, man. Russ is a is a dog. Did you see the way he just kept uh, taking from Harden though when he played defense against them the other night? Three steals almost off of Harden. So like, I yeah. feel like they can, they can give it to him with uh, Curry being out, especially since the Warriors are such a uh, unity team. Like we saw how they got they blew that three one lead because everybody was either getting suspended or injured. So kicking kick dicks, man. Yeah, kick straight up, shattered dreams all over the place. Shout to Dusty. Can the Seventy Sixers upend the Cavaliers for the East or the Raptors finally the real deal? Um, I think Cavs got it. Raptors maybe. Uh, they always get beat badly whenever they go up against LeBron, though. Um, I don't know. Really? I, I feel like I feel like Cavaliers got it this year. Like they're gonna turn up with one minute and forty-one seconds left in the quarter, fourth quarter. Denver Nuggets one hundred one. Minnesota Timberwolves, 101. How brilliant is this, by the way? 
Two teams fighting for the last spot. Same record. Play each other the last game of the year. They're tied at 101 with a 141 to go, and they each have one timeout. Kidding. Some rules only have one, but crazy, is that right? Really you can't it? ask for it, but for better stuff. Is that but really that's... it? If it is, is that really it? Because I'm going to watch it on Hulu right now. Yes, it's it's happening right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gotta watch and now they're deciding who knocked it out of bounds, Denver or Carl Anthony Towns. Wow. I love uh, Hulu uh, TV because it allows me to be relevant. They got sports? So yeah. What? So you could watch, like, Modern Family Live? Uh, yep. See, right now I got the game on. Does Does that mean you can watch AJ Styles Live? Uh, sometimes, if I watch SmackDown on time. What does that mean? Or, you or can record watch... it, because I got DVR, oh. y'all. Oh, really? Nice. Yep. Or does that mean you could watch the baddest woman on the planet, a newly debuted WWE women's superstar? At first, I was very, very skeptical while Kyle thought uh, it wouldn't be a hindrance, but uh, Ronda Rousey proving myself, and I'm sure a few other uh, wrestling fans wrong, this past Sunday at the grandest epic spectacle showcase of the immortals. Wrestling Am I being too ghetto on my phone? What's up? Can you hear Am I being too ghetto yep. on my phone? Okay. No. My bad. I'll turn it down. There we go. Them gray jerseys are kind of cool, though. Like, I <laughs> I kind of want one. But I wouldn't want nobody on the team now. I want a customized one. These jerseys are pretty wood. Timberwolves jerseys. Them gray, gray on, or white on oh, grays yeah. or whatever it is. Looks I kind of like, like And them. the one stuff you would get at Kmart. For $9.99. I would buy a pair of Van One shorts from Walmart right now. They're kind of comfortable. Gibson, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Oh my God. Oh no. You <laughs> need <laughs> Steph Curry. I love you, Taj, but man. Do you think life would be different if we actually kept Ray Allen and didn't trade him? Oh. Ray and KG? Well, I mean, we've seen you guys would have made like, the playoffs more. I think so. I don't oh, know if you guys would have made Jesus. won a championship. But. Since when was it cool to wear T-shirts under your jerseys in professionals? Um, I don't know. I know He's the only one wearing one. Yeah, but he wears one. I think Carmelo wears one. I think Porzingis wears one. Maybe it's certain tattoos that can't be displayed, maybe? Maybe. I, I can't picture Taj Gibson having anything explicit. But no. 26 seconds left, 101 still tied. Oh, Taji with, with the open buckets. Ah, uh, bricked. Oh, now you're you ahead of me. I thought I was ahead of you. Oh. Defense. Um, oh, what was we? Oh, Ronda Rousey. Um, I thought that her uh, performance was actually okay, and I actually give more credit to Stephanie McMahon throughout that match because I thought she was going to be a dud, but she played to her strengths and was being sneaky, and I thought it was kind of cool. 
Yeah, that that's one thing Stephanie McMahon uh, can't be faulted for her efforts and and her wanting a quality product. That is true. And her damn character, because it's it's fantastic. And uh, Triple H and Kurt Angle did good. Um, Kurt, I, I see, and I really hope Kurt Angle actually returns to the ring, but I don't, I don't think he's going to. Not like you'll see I don't him think people want to. Oh, he'll be in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's lit. Oh, did he announce that on Raw? Because I don't. I don't yeah, him that. and Jericho have been announced. Uh, I believe today or late last night. Uh, WWE in Saudi Arabia. Uh, w, uh, I think it's called the Greatest Royal Rumble ever, or something like that. Fifty-man yeah. battle royal, no big deal. Also announced Rusev battling the Undertaker in a casket match. <laughs> After the Undertaker coming back, I'm not kidding. I thought it was a a fake meme, but it's legit because Undertaker, as we know, did come back this past Sunday while John Cena was in the crowd. Uh, acting like an audience member enjoying WrestleMania after weeks calling out the dead man to no uh, to no degree, uh, but Undertaker finally coming back. Symbolism with the outfit being in the middle of the ring when the lights uh, or when the lightning struck the ring, um, a la WrestleMania 33 after Taker's loss to Roman Reigns. Uh, I thought it was pretty neat, uh, but then Taker proceeded to bury him. Um, as uh, Cena already had one of his uh, Undertaker's holes uh, being ready for his soul to be buried, or however the hell Undertaker said that month ago. Wasn't that weird? Uh, but, but, but Cena getting trolloped, yeah, it was weird uh, because it could have been done as a wrestling match. I don't know if it was just cut due to time constraints, but explain also, Kyle, why it was super random or was it needed for Undertaker? Uh, wait. I don't know if it was necessarily. I feel like both men should have. I don't know. I feel like both men should have battled hard on this match. Um, if you're gonna make Undertaker look strong, at least like don't squash John Cena. John Cena's way more reputable than that. You know what I mean? Have him squash Elias. Yeah, as Cena did right before. Um, so I don't know if it was just a take on, you know, uh, backstage politics in wrestling, but Elias, one of the hottest uh, characters out. And then, you know, just with his presence and then they kind of duped the fans, which I thought was great. While Cena was in the ring calling out Taker yet again, uh, the lights go out. Of course, everyone's singing Undertaker. Then you hear guitar strums and Elias coming out. I was and getting <laughs> massive heat where he generally gets cheered, which I thought was brilliant. Uh, yeah. But then again, Cena squashing him, and then of course Taker saying, "Why don't you pick on someone your own size?" And the next generation above Cena beating him down. Different, yeah, the greatest yes. generation. <laughs> greatest generation. Agreed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the the last of of the the improv, that's for sure. Um, of your actual worker, it seems like. But uh, it was uh, it was interesting for sure. I mean, it doesn't hurt Cena in any way, obviously. Um, uh, Hollywood is knocking on his door. Um, we'll get into that here in a bit. Uh, but you know, it is what it was. It was nothing, you know, I don't really constitute it as a match. I don't know why there was a pin. Uh, but I digress because I thought Kyle, this WrestleMania pretty damn good. I actually graded it a B, um, minus of course the taker Cena, gimmick um the aj styles shinsuke nakamura match minus the ending 
um, the tag team championship for the Raw brand, uh, which we saw Bray Wyatt's not Bray Wyatt, sorry, Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt should have been his partner, uh, having a, a mystery partner uh, to challenge for the tag team championships against The Bar, my favorite tag team of 2017. And Braun Strowman, you know, you're thinking, hey, you could have anyone from the big show, uh, Samoa Joe, who, uh, you know, I kind of predicted will be going into the overtime 101 uh, for the Timberwolves and Denver. Um, and uh, it could have been, again, a slew of different people, hell, a veteran, if you will. But then he just points to the audience and says, it could be any of you. And then he yeah. goes, he goes into the crowd. He picks a 10-year-old kid who's like, you, yeah, you. And he brings him in. The kid doesn't know how to get in the ring. It's all awkward. He doesn't know how to talk. And you're like, what? And then he's like screaming at the kid to, to tell him to get outside of the ring as he's leaning onto the microphone or to get into the ring, I, I think yeah. it was. So yeah. it was awkward all around. And, of course, Braun Strowman beats the best tag team, which I, I was kind of pissed about. But uh was all paid off the following night on Monday Night Raw. But, again, a dud of a match for me. Um, and then, of course, we had the Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar title match. My that God, Kyle. a train wreck. Wow. That was a train wreck. I did not like it at all. What didn't you like about it? Um, the fact that he had to, okay. So I was listening to another podcast about Mm -hmm. the match and they mentioned that everybody like previously before him, AJ, um, um, you know, so forth, so forth, including Roman Reigns himself, um, Mm -hmm. took at least one F5, um, in the match, he took six and still went over in the match. Um, they didn't, I didn't understand the elbow part, so I, I didn't think that was necessary. I felt like they didn't really know what to do, <laughs> you know, like, okay. Um, I, I didn't understand the part, uh, the purpose of it. I, I mean, I know I get the swerve and that's cool, but I really, to be honest, like I like Brock, but I kind of want somebody else to to be champion now. I kind of want to see it more on TV or I kind of want to see <laughs> something more. I don't know. I agree, man. I, uh, I don't know what they did. I I'm fine with Brock Lesnar winning because I think it surprised everybody. Just like it surprised everybody that Oscar lost to Charlotte in, I would say the match of the night uh, as I predicted, um, against oh, Charlotte. Surprised. I called it. I was surprised I, I, due to the fact that Asuka, I think, would have just been better. Well, I, I had to explain the factor better. of money in the bank. Um, yeah. And the fact that, like, if, if Asuka were to go over, um, um, Carmella would cash in the next night on SmackDown on Tuesday. Yep. And, and then it's like, okay, so this person just lost a random, you know, lost on undefeated streak, and the fact that she took Charlotte Flair's uh, undefeated pay-per-view streak. Like, so, like, all of that racked up, and then Carmella comes in and just wins the, uh, you know, wins it and, and demolishes all of that, and, like, on TV. So, I, that part just wasn't logic. So, I'm like, Charlotte, at least it makes more sense. 
um, mm-hmm. because she's lost before, and she can easily get screwed over by Asuka, which I I saw I was hoping for a heel turn. Um, no, we got that which, later on. Which I I didn't see SmackDown, so. No, um, I'm saying we got it from Shinsuke Nakamura. Yes, which I thought was awesome, and I was happy for that. Thank you. But I was kind of hoping um, Shinsuke would have went over. Yeah, that was uh, the match was good. I, I'll have to watch it again. Um, it was all just a lead up to the end. I'm sure their next match um, at Backlash will will be superb. Hopefully, no Baron Corbin will be involved. But uh, a triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship was was a good fast paced opener. Um, all three men just showing why they deserve to bring uh, or showcase the Intercontinental Championship with Finn Balor. Uh, the Miz, who's who's wonderful, just continues his, his, his great streak going. Uh, but of course, newly uh, newly crowned champion Seth Rollins. Um, again, the the show was great. We got to see Roman Reigns get busted open. We all get, were surprised that Brock Lesnar won. Brock Lesnar then signs a contract extension after getting into a shouting match with Vince McMahon right after WrestleMania as well. Uh, with Shane McMahon rumored to be uh, also in the altercation. But again, that didn't stop them from signing a new contract for the Beast, uh, yeah. which we will see. Uh, but of course, we know uh, it's all set up to set up Bobby Lashley, unfortunately. Um, sorry, Apollo Cruz or Apollo, if that's what you're yeah. doing by now. Uh, but overall, WrestleMania, again, I, I thought was, was great. Ronda Rousey, surprising the hell out of a lot of people. Uh, but in a good way. It's just Mike, Mike, check one two one two. Um, hopefully we get that. But also, uh, how could I forget Daniel Bryan making his in-ring wrestling return, teaming with Shane McMahon to battle Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, where their contracts on SmackDown Live were on the line. Which of course uh, they were begging for jobs on Monday Night Raw. The very yep. next night they did lose, which was great. Uh, but of course with the superstar shakeup. Uh, I'm pretty sure they will uh, both, or my prediction, Daniel Bryan also going into Monday nights. Uh, Kyle, what are, your, what are your thoughts on WrestleMania overall? Um, I thought the finishes to the matches were a little bit off. Um, and my friend cried over Oscar losing, but I had again that's when I had to explain it to her. Like this is why. Um, it, I like the. Uh, finish. Um, it ended out of nowhere, and then you heard it from the crowd. It was like, whoa! Like, like everybody was shocked, you know. Yeah. Um, and I did like her promo. She did the best she could. <laughs> so I thought it was. Cool. Um, yeah, I didn't like that, but I was kind of a her, you know, acknowledging passing the torch. I feel like will. her English isn't that broken, though. I don't know why. I just get that feeling like it isn't that broken. Vince McMahon loves stereotypes. <laughs> it's a known but, fact. And I don't know, is Shinsuke's that bad? I don't think it's that bad either. No. I I mean, I, I guess I'm not sure. Interviews I've seen him in, I, I would say he kind of talks about the same. I don't think he's he's like, uh, he, he has a white people voice. Um, <laughs> like, like in that movie or, or in the telemarketing game. Um also, shout out to Charlotte uh, for that Spanish fly on Asuka. It was beautifully executed. Took a little too longer. You know, obviously, she kind of slipped on the ropes there, uh, but definitely caught her balance and delivered, again, a beautiful Spanish fly 
that Will Ospreay would have been that proud day. Of. Somebody else did one earlier that night too. I can't remember. Andrade Elmas. Yeah. Okay. Was it him really? No, but NXT delivered another wonderful five star classic. Um, my God, that was great. Well, let's somebody talk about that. that uh, Spanish Fly. No, yeah, like somebody else did it earlier that night. I can't remember who it is, but maybe it was Matt Hardy or Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Just Matt kidding. Hardy. It was Brock Lesnar. Uh, speaking of Brock <laughs> Lesnar, we are going to go to Suplex City, a.k.a. take a break. We're going to see who uh, came up on top, who got beat down at the box office. We'll talk about what's coming up uh, this upcoming weekend. Uh, we'll see if The Rock can uh, manhandle the competition or if uh, a little truth or dare will break up those plans. Also, I'll give my review on Blockers. Kyle will review Phantasm and also Critters since it debuted 32 years years ago. Don't go away. Your late night hip hop and R&B podcast, Soda Sound Radio, hosted by Kyle Halffine Adams, every Thursday night right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Catch up on your latest on hip hop and R&B, and hear Minnesota talent at 10 p.m. Central. But if you trust the way I feel, I won't fold from the cards that you deal. Let's journey life together and make it worthwhile. Can't take it back like time. See, my life is like a movie, no rewinding. Killing mics like I got a license. Victim, my belief don't have religion. Just a higher power. Who power? I'm not so happy with it. But I take a breath. Regain my pet. Check my feet when I'm walking. See if it I've seen it all more than I care to reveal. I'm always sure to clear the air for the real. That's why I'm aiming at the grill, man. Because it's how I feel. Nobody being sincere. We need some changes for real. Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a musician, you want to get your music heard on the show, send the MP3 over to Soda Sound at strongstylemedia.com. Enut. Enut. This right here is Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. 50, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted I, to I it. I know, but I'm 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 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. But I have so much energy. Like I actually, I, I'm I'm. And I took an Alpha Brain. I never do. I I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go, chin down, and I want to bang, bang. Oh. Hey, I'm Dr. Asking. What's up? He's been distraught ever since his friend smoked him last week in fantasy football. Now he's grabbed this post and he won't respond. He's got Luzonic plays. What is He's a loser. He's not a loser. Okay, he's a loser. What can he do? With DraftKings, he could have easily challenged his friend to a rematch. Okay, I can't. What are you? I can't see that. If you need glasses, I'm also an optometrist. At DraftKings, you can play free private contests whenever you want. 
Strong Style Media presents Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all, with your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsled, boxing, pokers, pokers, Master Chef, Survivor, and even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles in track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. Okay, I got a question. What's your favorite food? A double portion of doggy chop from the can mixed into a bowl of broken puppy snaps with a vitamin crushed up into it. King's the spokes dog for that. He's the doggy chop dog. Yeah, used to be. Was that your daily meal? Not always. My master was a school teacher. We weren't rich, you know. You? A center-cut Kobe ribeye seared on the bone with salt and pepper. Wow. It was my birthday supper every year. Mine's hot sausage yakitori style. The snack vendor always saved me one on game days. Hmm. Duke? Uh, green tea ice cream. My master had a sweet tooth I probably inherited from her. You heard the rumor, right, about Doggy Chop? Remind us again. Brand. What rumor? Oh, they folded. Oh, oh no. Hmm. Donkey? Doggy Chop folded? How about you, Chief? What was your favorite food? Me? Oh, I don't care. Garbage, trash, scraps of rubbish. I'm used to leftovers. Mm, yeah. Of course, I wasn't always astray. Wait, what'd you say? I said, of course, I wasn't always astray. Really? Really? Tell us about that. This is the moment fans around the world have been waiting for. Yeah, baby. Welcome to the box office down. Welcome back oh. to the pop culture. Yes, in the lead. Right by what? Oh, well, that just happened. Ties weaving his hand in the air. Jimmy Buckets being all bucket-like. Um, God bless. Welcome back to the Pop Culturist. Uh, that, of course, the Isle of Dogs, a little Bill Murray, Ed Norton. Um, Jeff Goldblum action, if you will, a movie, unfortunately. I wanted to check out while I was in Minneapolis this weekend, but unfortunately, my eyes were on the squared circle and the every fattening food, unfortunately, you could imagine. But, uh, but man, Portillo's, that's all I got to say. Um, I held the dogs, unfortunately, did not break the top five this week. Uh, one of the lowest performing Wes Anderson films, unfortunately, but um, I, of course, laid the blame on myself for that, for not checking that out when it came out. So I'm sorry, Wes, uh, but hopefully we'll be seeing that soon. But uh, coming in at number five this week, the little Whoa. Christian song that could, I can only imagine, garnering a little over $8.3 million, $69 million domestic, Kyle. Um, do you think this is one next time I'm in town in a few weeks, if it's at the dollar show, do we go check this out? Dial of dogs. Um, no, I can only imagine the, uh, oh, the, the, the movie about number the, five. The yeah, I, we talked about that. I, I really have no interest and I have really no interest in listening to the song either, but that's what I'm saying. Like we, we go and have a few drinks and kind of see mm. how interesting this movie is. Isn't that a sin? Like, if we go to drunk to watch a Christian film? Dude, in college, every year, I would throw what's called a uh, uh, passion 
uh, of the Christ Party, um, where for a few years we would view uh, Passion of Christ um, during Holy Week, and we would just all have a wild party while watching watching the movie. That is just insane. I <laughs> is the movie good? I was. I mean, it's all right. It's depending on how you look at it. I mean, Mel Gibson did did good with it. I suppose. Mm. There's a lot of things um, I would I would digress. You know, it's not the best of film, but it made a shit ton of money. Talking about Jesus and and the Sicilians uh, murdering him. True. Was it Sicilians? That's what they it make said good in the pizza. movie. They do. Uh, coming in uh, and apparently. Uh, <laughs> Great stereotypes, Mel Gibson. Uh, coming at a number four, Black Panther, Ryan Coogler, and the company. Uh, just this rocket of a film. Uh, still in the, in the top five, Kyle. Almost uh, two months out here. Actually, over two months. Uh, 8.4 million, 665 million domestic. I believe it's like the second movie. Um no, the third highest grossing movie now, Kyle, in, in, in America um, history. What? Where does Dark Knight rank? Uh, Sorry. Twelve? Twelve? Because, like, that has been in the movie theaters for, like, a year. Was it? Well, they brought it back. They let it go and brought it back because it was um, uh, nominated. And so the theater was running... Um, nominated movies as like a here check these out and make your pick type thing and so I, I uh, apologize number eight five hundred and thirty four million dollars but like I, I don't know I think it was just all across maybe it's just our theater the blocky one but I feel yeah. like it was in theaters well not a year I'm way overly exaggerating but I, mean, I would say at least like six to seven months has been in theaters probably I, yeah. I at least saw it seven to eight times in the theater when it was out. Um, I still have the uh, reel, the commercial trailer reel for it in 35 really? millimeter, though. Yeah. That's but cool. it's still tight. I'm hanging on to it, yeah. Oh, yeah. That even worth some major coin. Um, so, again, jumping up to number three all time, surpassing Jurassic World, uh, which we'll see if uh, Jurassic World, a fallen kingdom, will step in that footstep. Um, and Finally beating Titanic, um, which has been one of the pla- you know the the platforms there. It, it's about a hundred million away from Avatar. I don't foresee that uh, beating that or Star Wars, which almost made a billion uh, domestically Whoa. here. But uh, that's that's pretty damn good company there. I, I would say for for Ryan Coogler and um, and Marvel. I mean, man. I, I yeah. don't think they expected this in their wildest dreams. It's it surpassed every Marvel movie um, out there. So so good for them. Cannot wait to visit Wakanda uh, in a few weeks, uh, two weeks from from this Friday here at the Avengers. Uh, coming in at number three, uh, the the wonderful uh, comedy blockers, uh, a super bad, if you will, for two generations, uh, coming in. Uh, with about $21.4 million. Uh, I was hoping the word of mouth would have maybe uh, got this into the 30s, but hopefully this will be like a Jumanji, where it starts slow, and then with great word of mouth, you know, we'll uh, 
will skyrocket, hopefully, to, to some mega money. Coming in at number two, uh, last week's number one, Ready Player One, if you will, only getting about $25 million, but domestically a shade under $100 million there. So uh, not dropping 50% from its opening week, which is a positive sign. Um, I know it's uh, not where it wants to be domestically, um, especially with at its budget there, but a worldwide total of uh, $391 million, Kyle. Uh, it's already doubled what its, uh, what its production cost was. Uh, so hopefully, you know, it maybe needs to make another few hundred million to maybe uh, see a little bit of profit here. Uh, but I'm sure this will do just fine um, on video. Uh, but a movie I, uh, I would say a lot of people have recommended to see in the theaters. Um, a Quiet Place, John Krasinski directed um, a film starring alongside his wife, Emily Blunt, um, just basically a a movie, a old school horror movie, if you will. Um, basically, it's about a family that is trying to avoid uh, monsters, creatures, hunters, if you will, um, who are attracted by sound. Uh, apparently, obviously, then a lot of the movie is going to be quiet. Hence, it's mm-hmm. in the title there, Kyle. But it's also pretty interesting and cool that it has, you know, well-established actors um, like an Emily Blunt or her husband, John Krasinski, but he's known for making faces. I mean, he did it for eight seasons on The Office there. Um, but such an interesting premise. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on A Quiet Place? Um, the fact that it crushed the entire uh, five, two through five set there. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. But... Um, yeah. I I don't I never really had too much of an interest to see this film, but now it is number one. It's caught my attention. I'm really interested to maybe check it out on a Tuesday for sure. Yeah, I honestly, Kyle, if I were you, I would go check it at the new Dolby Cinema at AMC Theaters. They do have one in Roseville. Uh definitely the new IMAX. Uh great great theater. Um, someone out in, in Florida, but I was bummed I wasn't able to to get you to go check out a quiet place. But definitely, if it's there within a few weeks, we'll have to uh, see what all the hubbub is. Or if I go check it out this weekend, if we don't get hit with uh, 22 inches of snow, 10 seconds left. Timberwolves are looking like they are going to a victory, heading into the playoffs to battle the yeah. 110 and 106. Jimmy buckets just getting fouled under. 10 seconds left in the game. Um, yeah, Quiet Place, again, I, I like the appeal of it. I like how it's not just have and grab. I mean, it, it's M. Night Shyamalan, you know, that, that old school Shyamalan uh, before he went and made the village. Bastard. Um, or uh, <laughs> The Last Airbender. Yuck. I've never even seen that. It's gross. It still breaks my heart. Um, but no, I'm, I, I don't want to know too much about this film, so I've kind of laid low. I, I watched like a one TV spot, but I, don't, I haven't read a review. I haven't you know, really read into too much. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited to go into this fresh to kind of see what uh, Krasinski had cooked up here. Uh, but it looks like uh, John Cena and company had laughter cooked up for me uh, this past weekend. 
I'll uh, dive into a little um, <clears throat> blockers. What? 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 Unmuted. What? That yeah, was a great clip. Was that the? Did clip? you hear anything? Yeah. Did you no. hear anything? No. Whoa. Uh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you remember last week's show, uh, we heard the hilarious ass scene uh, of of John Cena butt chucking a beer. Uh, Timberwolves win, by the way, heading into the playoffs to be swept, according to Kyle, by the Houston Rockets. Some old, I'm assuming, players were shown on camera uh, getting hyped as F. Uh, but Blockers, uh, directed by Kay Cannon, who's known for, which I'm, I guess I'm not, I shouldn't be too surprised since I like these films. Uh, writer of the per- Pitch Perfect films, um, as well as uh, Girl Boss, which I, I didn't mind for a few episodes. Um, but of course, uh, the big thing. Is uh, the the perf- uh, Pitch Perfect trilogy um, also did How to Be Single, uh, but Blockers, my God, a, a great coming of age film again. Not only of of these three girls, you know, who are about to adventure uh, and and go out of the nest, you know, experience life, go to college, mm-hmm. um, but also trying to realize who they are, you know, not only as friends, but you know, just as as people in general. Um, and and of course, there's their their parents who are trying to you know live with the fact that you know our our babies are going are growing up are are you know going out of the nest. What are they going to do? They want to be protective, and of course, they get protective when they stumble upon uh, one of their daughters' Apple uh, iMacs there, and and kind of see the iMessages go, and essentially see all these symbols uh, via emoji and and kind of what they mean. Um, that would have been the cliff that would have been, like, but that kind of gets them into uh, kind of the spots of, oh no, we need to save our daughters from this sex pact. But I like how they go uh, from parents to kids and show the, the relationships of the parents where it's not as tight knit as their daughters, um, but kind of, you know, venturing back into each other's lives as, as parents when they're on, on this mission uh, John Cena killing it, but what I liked about this Kyle, he plays against type. He doesn't. He plays a musclehead, of course, but he's not Mr. Domineering. He's a very nice guy. He just wants nothing but the best for his daughter, um, and you know he's very timid. If Here, you will. Um, uh, I re-uploaded it. Let's see if this works. Julie left her laptop open. You guys are snooping on our kids? No. We don't understand what they're saying, so it's not snooping. Oh, I love puzzles. Just saw Inferno. Yeah, great. What do they say? Okay, so there's something about an eggplant handshake. Eggplant agreement. Yeah, they got an agreement to make eggplant parmesan. No, eggplants are dicks in teenage emoji language. What? You know what? That's true. Julie told me that, that the emojis have, uh, they all have secret meanings. Mm -hmm. So, like, trees are weed, and snowflakes are cocaine, and... That thing is Yas Queen. Yas Queen! What the hell is that? You've never heard of Yas Queen? No. All right, Grandpa. This is sex if I've ever seen it illustrated in a movie. Oh, no, 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 no. Maybe not. They're best friends. They're just saying, like, you're okay with me. You're okay to me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a question. Uh, it's, 
it's just really funny. I I had myself a, a good time. And and the rapport that they have, you know, they're they're annoyed with each other, although we'll laugh first. I Ike Baron Holtz, um, him and his wife are divorced, so you know, and he kinda disappears from his daughter's life and you know, he just kinda comes back, he's like, Hey, it's prom, it's the biggest night of your life. Um, but as the story kinda goes, you kinda know why he's there. Um, and again, it's it's all against type. It's it's pretty damn realistic on parents' feelings on seeing their daughters grow up and, and kind of venture out. Um, one of my biggest fears, of of course. Um, but uh, <laughs> hilarity, Kyle. Um, the the three girls uh, were great. Uh, there's there's just great running bits. They they bounce off each other so well. This you know kind of shows great. Uh, aspects, point of views from the parents and the kids uh, to kind of see if they're ready to finally grow up and if the parents are ready to grow up from being parents and maybe make time for themselves as uh, as the new chapter opens up on both ends. Uh, very much plays like a Judd Apatow comedy. Uh, just it's not as long um, and, and there's not as money. Uh, it's just not as long. Uh, but the but rapid fire, Seth Rogen producing, so definitely has again that Apatow like feel. Um, he, uh, guy that was in Neighbors, um, he's always playing that role <laughs> of being like the middle aged, but I'm I'm hip with with the rest, with the today society type stuff. Oh, like Aaron was, Holtz, yes, yeah, yeah. Like that's always that's always his gimmick, and he always make jokes about the older generation not understanding today's society. Yeah, he, he generally plays a a dirt bag with a heart. Is essentially kind of what he plays. Uh and anything from his, his character from It's Always Sunny to his wonderful turn on the Mindy Project to his years on Mad T V. <clears throat> um but you know, like you said in Neighbors he he turns up, you know, kind of like a, a similar character. Um and and this time again, it it goes to where you think it's going to familiar territory, which Ike Barinholtz still plays um, with type, but again, it adds another layer to that character where it's just not expecting, and it's actually a very sweet uh, a couple of moments in in this film. Um, <laughs> ass chugging, seeing everything that you've seen, plus a little bit more. Um, John Cena definitely has a bright spot in Hollywood. Um, definitely well-deserved, uh, Duke Nukem being one of the many projects coming up for Cena Nation. Uh, but I, I recommend, Kyle, this is weekend box office money. This is date oh. night material. Uh, I, I had a blast. I cannot wait to check it out again. Uh, adult comedies do exist. Um, this is not for the weak at heart. Uh, every other word is, is filthy. Um, you get to learn a little bit about, uh, not swingers, I guess, um, but people who uh, who are not only exhibitionists, but have a little kink side to them. Um, there is a man dick in this uh, in this film, but it plays. Uh, it, it's important to the scene, um, if you will. Uh, some pretty funny uh, parts with Gary Cole and uh, Gina Gershon, who played the parents of one of uh, one of the boys who the who's uh, one of their daughters is seeing. They're just trying to get information as they try to spy and track their kids. Um, great movie again. I highly recommend. Go check this out. This and uh, the game a uh, game night 
uh, two of my favorite films thus far. Ooh, that's cool. Um, I was wondering about that. So, they say the movie, John Cena's performance out of five uh, FUs, or I'm sorry, attitude adjustments. They, they're not called FUs no more. We can go FUs. We can go 2008. Um, I, I would give it. I would give it a, a. Honestly, I would give it a five. Not it's the an movie. Enjoyable performance. Yeah, Cena's performance. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's damn funny. Again, he's not playing li- like it's kind of like his character. From he's, it, the vulnerability aspect to him is really well. That's you know made him be you know have such longevity in professional wrestling he could be silly he could be serious but that vulnerability he can always play really well it's the marky mark syndrome that boston isms if you will uh, but, but he kind of plays that in 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 this movie very well just like he did in amy schumer's train wreck um it's kind of like if that character became a dad and it was like 18 years later, that's what this continuation would be. If he, if that character in Trainwreck had a baby, fast forward, that's that character. Which was a very, very good character. So yeah, I give it a five. Do you see a sequel out of this? Uh, no. Unless they graduate college. But no, this... Like you don't you like you didn't need a sequel for Superbad. You don't need a sequel for this. This is a good movie for girls. This is a good movie for parents and kids. Um, it's a good movie for anybody actually. It's universally known. You know, boys face the same problem. You know, as as well. And and parents, of course, when their kids are are leaving, always you know kind of show that that emotional level, whether it's positive or extremely extremely sad. Uh, but this movie is not. You will be laughing from the first minute all the way to the last, uh, and and maybe shed a tear or two. Again, it, it does hit uh, its emotional core when when the story does need it. Um, I, I would give this uh, a four and a half. Um, <laughs> what what are those thingies? Uh, we used to make our own. Um, what do you call those? Beer chugging? Funnels? Uh, what do you call those? Yeah, the funnels. I'll, I'll give it four and a half funnels out of five. Okay. Chug tubes? Beer tubes, I guess? Chug tubes? Beer tubes. Chug tubes. That sounds gross. It does sound gross. Beer tubes? Beer tubes. You know who was on a few <laughs> beer tubes? Uh, TJ Miller, as he... Uh, it gets caught for making a fake a bomb threat while he was on an Amtrak wasted. <laughs> Good job. He also Good had job. that, you know, sexual assault against him and he got fired from Silicon Valley and Did he get I fired? Got, I thought he quit. I'm sure he was pushed out. It was a mutual, I'm sure, but they probably mm-hmm. wanted him out. Dang, that sucks. I, I thought he was. I mean, I don't know. From what I hear, the the series is doing great without him. Yeah, I haven't checked out this past weeks, but the first two episodes or three, um, the first couple of episodes so far this season have been quite enjoyable. Hmm. Yeah. Um, His character is not really, you know, needed. 
That's what I hear. Um, I I gotta see how they wrote them off. I have to finish a couple of seasons because I'm way back. And I don't want to diminish the care, but like the character kind of outgrew where it was going. The the guys, Pied Piper has to grow out of that house. So I mean, T.J. Miller delivered a fantastic performance as Ehrlich in the first couple of seasons, but again, it just becomes so repetitive. But I guess also, Kyle, that lifestyle, that character in real life is also very repetitive in that nature, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's where I left off was they went back into the house. um, And dude ended up going back to where he was from. Um, Taco? Yeah. Yeah. And then that was... And then that was hot dog, was no hot dog. <laughs> what? Say what? I'm still laughing at that that thing. Oh, a hot uh, dog, no hot dog. Um, what's that about? What did you think? Uh, you remember the app that uh, was it? Jinsu. Oh yeah, made? that's right. That's right. Yeah. If it was a. Which is a real app, here. by the way. Is it really? Yeah. Oh yeah. They feature a lot of real apps in the uh, shows, which is funny, like uh, Slack and everything else. Yeah, but it's a it's a good show. Um, I just can't think of the top of my head. Uh, what I check out? Um, I just started watching on my block. It's getting kind of interesting to see how it's playing out. Um, what else? Did I watch anything else? Nothing really else besides WrestleMania, NXT. Um, I watched the go-home shows to get ready for WrestleMania. But other than that, I don't think I really watched anything else. What did you think of uh, Phantasm, Don Coscarelli's uh, brilliant work on on The Tall Man? On The Tall Man? Never heard of that. What? Really? Yeah. You've never seen Phantasm. Uh nope. With the little with the little ball that you know, the sphere that opens up and it's all like jagged knives and edges and this like that, and the tall man controls it with his mind. Ain't on the voodoo? Possibly. They have like dwarf I... zombies taking over the world. Ugh. I think so. I think it's on the voodoo. I think one and two is on there. There's like 20 sequels, so I mean it could be it could be like one of the newer sequels. But Phantasm, it's awesome. Really, Ugh. on my block is good though, so far. Um, so what's it about Latino teenagers? No, it's um they they heavily uh, reference it, but um it's pretty much just four kids so far. Starting high school, the older brother in college says that, you know, they need to stick together in order to survive high school. Um, wow. And so uh, uh, they all separately have their own lives, um, the four of them. And it each, like, demonstrates one another. So, like, one of them is uh, gang-affiliated. Um, another one... Um, his dad plays football and he's not the prodigy that his dad is. He doesn't even like football, but he has to like lie to him like that. He made varsity and stuff. 
Uh, one of them is a really short dude, but he wants to be a man, like be his own person. And you see the struggle in that because he doesn't have his own room. And uh, uh, his name is Ruben, but they call him Ruby. And so, like, you see him struggle with that. And there, and there's a bunch of other things in there, too. Like, um, uh, the girl and the guy, uh, the one that's gang affiliated and the girl um, that's kind of, like, by herself. Like, they like each other and there's a secret that they have to keep and all types of, I don't know. Like, it's it's cool. <laughs> I, so far, I, I still have to finish it. Yeah, it, it, I mean, the commercial I saw made it seem to, like a, a another, you know, point of view on, on growing up and a different, uh, different era. So check it yeah. out on Netflix. I might be able to check this out Sunday if we're snowed in and got shit to do. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know what we oh, got to do? Crazy. What's up? Oh, that's really crazy real quick. Um, Seth Rogen's hilarity for charity. No, like the crowd was the most deadest thing I ever saw. And it was the most awkward. It's like TV series I've seen or to like really anything, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it was really awkward. Because they made a lot of, like, sex and, and penis jokes. And I think the crowd was just like, eh. you know, it's like, so I, I didn't. Yeah, I guess. And, um, <laughs> and so, like, they did, they did that. Even Tiffany Haddish made a, made a joke. And, like, it made it just seem like they were uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Even Michael Che, like, Michael Che was, like, I felt like all of them bombed. And I... And they, and they filmed it for Netflix, and it was really awkward. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, I don't know how long it is, but they got the Muppets. They got... Um, you got the Muppets? Yeah. Yeah, got the Muppets. I feel like Craig Robinson is is the band. They had a band, and Craig Robinson was leading it, it looked like. He was a talented musician. He is a talented musician. That's how he got to start, was uh, playing the piano, doing stand-up. Singing That's songs awesome. on stage. Um, do you see it on Def Comedy Jam? By the way, he was on Def Jam, huh? Yep. Yep. Pretty funny. Craig Robinson's tight. He is who, tight. Who, you know what else is tight? Who yep. was their host? Well, go ahead though. My bad. I was just thinking about who, what. Who's host? Oh, Def Comedy Jam. Was it just Martin Lawrence and who else was it? Did Bill Bellamy for a while? I feel like he did. I feel like Chris Tucker did too, but I could be wrong. I know he just did a couple stand ups for him though. Whoa Okay. That was weird. <laughs> I just saw a name and I was like, That can't be right. He didn't host Def Comedy Jam. Why isn't there a gimmick for hosts of Def Comedy Jam? That's Who did that? That's interesting. I'm kind of curious to know. Ten Wow. Yeah, now I want... Okay, host list. Let's check this out. But first, we'll check out, uh, while we get into this, a little bit of uh, Mellow's Manic Movie Minutes. Whoa. Uh, there was a clip I was supposed to be playing. No? Um, okay. My bad. Didn't know oh, me. wait. No, we're going to the yeah. clip. Yeah. <laughs> so, take two and action. 
<laughs> you got to bring it in, Alex. I can't just play a clip that they don't know what they're what they're going to be listening to. Or do I just press play? If you smell what the rock is cooking. Okay. Because Jimmy Kimmel's shirt. We got to stop these things before they destroy the city. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Let's kick some ass. child like that daddy was off selling a movie with him he where he and a monkey fight a lizard yeah <laughs> yes do you understand that that's what yes. we, i was doing for you <laughs> but daddy who's my doula ah, don't worry about him <laughs> the cgi is fantastic the in cgi that movie, was huh? fantastic we had weta who's obviously as many of you guys know created uh, lord of the rings and avatar and they were, yeah, they were so inspired by this, and, and uh, yeah, I'm very, very excited about it. Yeah, is that, like, when you're acting with the gorilla there, it, is there, like, a giant tennis ball or something, or no, what is No, so there? that's a great question. So, yes, generally, it, yeah, <laughs> that's a wonderful <laughs> question. Uh, <laughs> that's excellent. Uh, it, generally, a lot of times in these CGI movies, there's a tennis ball, a green screen, but in this case, we use motion capture, and this motion capture, uh, this technology, is incredible. So much like if you guys remember uh, Planet of the Apes, Andy Serkis, when there was talk about how he should be considered for an Oscar yeah, right. uh, for this performance. So we have somebody who studied gorillas and their movements, their mannerisms, their emotions for over a year. His name is Jason Lyles. Wow. He's six foot nine. He gets in this incredible suit. He has motion capture uh, cameras everywhere. And he was my gorilla. He was my best friend, George. And it's spectacular because he would, in these emotional scenes, he would be sad as a gorilla would be sad. And again, he studied gorillas, uh, was primatologist. So it was spectacular. So that's why, you know, a lot of people are responding to the movie because when you see it and you see our, the albino, albino gorilla, George, my best friend, crying and get emotional, like it's really someone behind the eyes doing it. Right. It's really phenomenal. That, of course, Dwayne The Rock Johnson explaining... Uh, you know, kind of how they film scenes now. I like how they're kind of going away, from, going away from the CGI and doing more uh, motion capture. Again, Andy Serkis, uh, Doug Jones, who was in the Academy Award-winning Best Picture, uh, The Shape of Water. You know, he's he's a definitely well, he's he's usually in costume, but but he's done some some excellent mo- mo- motion capture work. Um, Rampage. I mean, not getting the the best reviews for a rock film. Uh, but this looks like it could be a lot of fun, a little bit more serious tone on the uh, arcade classic where you just pretty much knock shit down. Uh, you know, it's it's pretty much like he said, him and his uh, albino gorilla trying to take on the other monsters that have uh, that will pretty much murderize the world. So uh, uh, The Rock and, and George pretty much have to devise a plan that will help them uh, save the world, uh, Malin Ackerman, Joe Manganiello, aka the, the werewolf from the True Blood shows, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Jake Lacey from The Office, and of course, the always, always incredible Naomi Harris. Um, mm. 
This looks fun. I mean, this I don't know if this is a five dollar a movie, Kyle. I definitely want to see a, a quiet place uh first before Rampage. But what are your thoughts, sir? Um, it is definitely a maybe not a Friday release uh film, but definitely a Friday day type of film, if that makes sense. Um, on a Tuesday. Yeah. On a Tuesday, but it's five dollars all day on a Tuesday. Yeah, but what date is for this Friday? Or next but it's Friday? Still cheaper. Oh, touche. Mm-hmm. Um, this looks fun. I mean, again, this would be like a double feature, if you will, which I'm finding with all the reserved seating is harder and harder and more awkward to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why I gotta buy my tickets now. Thanks, jerks. Uh, kidding, kidding. I love the support. Um, but, uh, I mean, like I said, Tuesday movie, I agree. This is one I'll, I'll, I'll check out on a Tuesday. Uh, Bloom House's Truth or Dare, uh, kind of in the vein of their earlier horror, uh, teen movies here. Uh, PG-13, you know, I'm sure it'll have a nice few scares. A la Happy Death Day, Lucy Hale leads the cast as well as Jeff from the, uh, the wonderful show on ABC, the Goldbergs, um, can't, don't know the actor's name at the moment, but I'm sure, uh, since he gets a murdered right away in the trailer, I'm sure he gets a murdered right away in the movie. Uh, but again, some <laughs> spirit takes over if you don't beat a truth or dare and you get murdered. Um, Kyle, any thoughts on this commentary on social media? Um, I didn't know final destination got a spinoff. That's kind of cool. That's the way I feel about it. That's it's just cool. another it's just another Final Destination movie. What um, if at the end in the credits it said Final Destination Nine? Truth or dare? <laughs> you lose. Um, I'm typically a clean person when it comes to movie theater etiquette because I've worked as an usher, so I know what it's like. But at this point in time, With I would just throw my popcorn. Uh, I wish that'd be tight. Could you outdance Usher Raymond? Or Raymond Usher? It would be a close, intense battle, but I think he would get me. It depends. <laughs> if we're in Atlanta, he would get home field advantage. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Borg. What is this movie here? <laughs> Borg. What? Oh, Borg versus McEnroe. Yeah, it's about yeah. uh the great tennis rivalry in the 1970s. Um, Are you a fan of top spin? Uh, What? No, I I don't know what that is. Those tennis games that came out. Oh, for Sega. Wasn't that a Sega game? Top spin. Mm -hmm. And there was like four or five of them. Yeah. That went all the way to like PlayStation two or three, even, I think. PlayStation three. Um <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> No, uh Shia LaBeouf playing uh the, the wonderful uh Enigma that is John McEnroe, aka Johnny Max, uh and Bjorn Borg, a great tennis rivalry um in the eighties. Uh a lot of uh, smash mouth tennis when Johnny Mac wasn't jumping over taxi. Like he was in Mr. Deeds. Uh, apparently, Shia uh, uh does really well in his portrayal of Johnny Mac. But again, I'm sure that's a roll up his alley. 
Uh, pretty uh, pretty positive word of mouth so far. Better than uh, better than um, I was about to say happy death or dare. A uh, truth yeah. or dare and a rampage, but I'm sure I will check out. Uh, out of these three, Kyle, I would probably check out Rampage just because I like stupid movies sometimes, even though I would give my left arm to go check out Isle of Dogs because I know it ain't going to be playing around here. Um, I guess for movie news, I'll just say this one thing. Uh, in the duh category, uh, Atomic Blonde sequel is in the works. We'll be back oh my God. in two and two. We're going to be getting down with Kyle's musical entre. Stay tuned. Missing out on an awesome Uh-oh. show sucks. SeatGeek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets. Fan of pro wrestling like we are? Yes! We got you covered. Yes! From WWE, yes! New Japan, yes! Ring of Honor, Impact, Lucha Underground, All Japan, and more. We're talking the highs and lows in pro wrestling. Heck, we're even giving you people from the Okadas and Omega. We're even talking the Bone Soldiers and Enzo Amoris. Sorry, Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night. 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Okay, I'm going to get that jersey for Steven. Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susie. Ryan is going to love this hat. Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil. And I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing A Count Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing A Count Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Alexa, call Ashley. Yeah, it's about time you call that girl. No, 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 he just talked to that girl two hours ago. You gotta let love marinate. Put love in that bag to marinate. Mmm, love gonna be in that bag like, mmm, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. What? And then after it marinates, no, no. you're gonna pull it out. Jamie, who's Alexa? Say it! Say it, Jamie! You Alexa, that's right, I'm Alexa. Thanks, guys, but I'll take it from here.
Left the light on red, cause I felt like it Put me down in that rest in the wrong jacket Dapper, dapper, I look fine and my tricks are fine No wonder, wonder why I do whatever I like I do What I like I do, I do, I do What I like I do, I do, I do, I do. What I like I do, I do, I do What I like I do, I do I think it's bad, bad it's a gift from God. Gift from God. I think you broke. broke. Need to get a job. Get a job. Now I'm a boss. I run my own name on the check. God. So good, I said my own name during sex. I might smack a because I felt like it. Yeah. Gucci shoes and a belt like it. Said the Cardi is his favorite fragrance. I'm a rich and I smell like it. When the ball spins smooth. Hey, these shoes are your vision. These are some ball spins shoes. You ain't no ball spins smooth. Hey. For the record, I said record, record sale. Huh? I like, I like seven in it, not a jail. Huh? They say by now that I'll be finished, hard to tell. I can tell. My little 15 minutes less than long as hell. Huh? Left the light on red, cause I felt like it. Jam. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to the Pop Culturist. Um, know what you just heard was Cardi B, uh, I Do, featuring... Is that Zizza? Zara? I'm not really certain how you say her name, but... Um, her album, um, came out, I believe, this, or last Friday. Um, it was, the name escaped me for some odd reason. But anyway, it went gold in, like, one hour, which is, uh crazy um i don't think any female uh performer has ever done that or female rapper for that instance um and a lot of people are saying Nicki minaj is kind of feeling but her kind of not because she's getting ready to come out with an album um i believe uh friday which is the 13th um as we all know Nicki minaj is a fan of friday the 13th so um it's kind of fitting that she uh, releases her album and uh, I think she pays tribute to little Kim um, in her album cover with the uh, Fendi, but uh, it's just a little bit more revealing. Alex, did you get a chance to look at uh, Nicki Minaj's new album cover at all? Did we lose Alex? Maybe. Hey, Alex Mello here. No, I, I had to step back for a second. Um, oh. That's interesting. Sorry. Um, but, I uh, on, but yeah. No, I, uh, I had not seen Nikki. So she has an album coming out. Um, is there beef between these two? No, Female but it's two? kind of it's kind of a competitive like like deal, and it's not by them. It's by the people that's doing it. Like. Because Nicki Minaj, as she said, has been running the game for the past seven years. Um, mm-hmm. Cardi B is new. Um, I guess a breath of fresh air? Maybe? Not to me. Okay. But um, um, she uh, has been doing great since Bodak Yellow came out. And now her album came out. She's She went gold within the first album. Uh, for those who don't wow. know, gold, I believe, is... Two fifty thousand, I want to say. 
Yeah, a quarter mm-hmm. of a million is gold. Um, or is it five hundred thousand? Either way, it's either two hundred fifty uh, to five hundred thousand. And uh, yeah, within the first hour, which is good. Um, it's yeah. been out for a few days. Um, a lot of people are kind of iffy about it. Um, a lot, at least the Af- or the female African American community is kind of iffy about it because um, Nicki Minaj, for instance, would bring a girl up on stage and uh, or forget that Nicki Minaj will pay for somebody's college scholarship if they got good grades, which she has done before. Um, really valedictorians. She looks out a lot for uh, black valedictorians and she pays their way. Um, as Cardi B, she says, you know, if, if you're with a guy and, you know, y'all are, are fornicating, <laughs> uh, take all his money, take all, you know, spend him, you know, milk him, run his money, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. Take all you got. Uh, and is that, African, is, is that a good role model to have? No, and that's why people are like, uh, we're we're not feeling you. Um, for that reason. But it's also 2018. She can do what she wants, correct? Well, Which she is could true. at any time. Of course. And um, we know sex sales, but I think um, with Cardi B getting so much spotlight, um, is that they feel she shouldn't continue on with that image and that she should mm. actually do good and not, you know, but like people don't understand is that Cardi B was a stripper before she was a rapper. Um, and I believe a video vixen, if I remember correctly. Um, and which is also another word for a stripper, just in music videos. Um, but, <laughs> um, yeah, and so like people are like, this album's great, and so people are like, dude, your the image you portray makes me not want to listen to this music, um, or I've listened to this music and I still don't like the image you're portraying. Um, and so, yeah, uh, for me, I've listened to parts of it. I think it's okay. Um, I like people like Rhapsody, and so it's kind of one of them things where it's like, I listen to it just to say that I listen to it. But it's an okay album, I guess. Like, I'm not going to save it, but if anybody were to, like, you know, yeah, but if anybody were to ask me to play it, you know, I would. So. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. That's just the way I feel about Cardi B. I, I don't care for her image, and so, like, I guess her music just threw me off a little. Hmm. Image aside, though, I mean, to me, she just sounds like she's trying to be Nicki Minaj. Like, it's the same content, uh, even the same kind of flow and, and how she spits angrily, if you will. Nicki Minaj, of course, has that, that alter ego, um, where I don't know if Cardi B has that aspect yet. But to me, when I hear Cardi B, I'm like, oh, I remember hearing this like eight years ago. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um. I I don't know. I mean, you said you listened to part of it as well, right? Like I didn't listen to the entire album, so yeah. Maybe... I, I, what I heard um, wasn't terrible. Um, I'm I'm not a huge fan of Bodak Yellow. 
but a lot of the songs just kind of seemed a little repeat of it. But lyric-wise, I, I chuckled at a few. Um, and again, I'll, I'll, I'll be more open-minded when I listen to the album, uh, hopefully this weekend. But, uh, you know, I, I didn't want to turn it off. I had to turn it off due to, you know, other various reasons. Um, but it wasn't, you know, that I couldn't sit through it, if you will. Yeah. That's fair. Um, All right. Best album out of AT Aliens, Blackout, The Score, or The Infamous, Mob Deep? Whoa. uh, Dang. Probably AT Aliens. That's the one I vibe with the most. So I guess that's a biased answer. Respect. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I love AT AT Aliens, but due to the fact that I think... um, Aquemini is their ultimate masterpiece. I, I still have to go to the score. I, I I love that album. But Blackout, that that's got some some history with me and and my crew back back in PF there. So Blackout, yeah. oh man, that's a great album. Yeah, I definitely played uh, some Blackout uh, along with some Timbaland and Magoo while oh, uh, gotcha. While playing video games with the homies, like so, we played those back to back and some house music. Shout out to DJ Boogie um, and all of them. Man, I miss, I really miss Chicago footwork music or like house music. You liked house music? I did. I kind of liked DJ Boogie and them, like what they were doing back in the nineties. I thought it was kind of cool. Percolator and all that. Uh huh. Yeah. I hated yeah. that song. Good God. <laughs> Fucking despise that. I gotta find me a joint now. Like and KMOJ used to play it on Fridays and I used to run home with my uh, cassette tape and I used to record them joints. And then I used to go to the uh, my friend Roy's and I used to play them. Like I was kind of like a DJ back then too, but I used to just record tracks off a of mixtape like off of cassettes. What was like, your uh, DJ name? I didn't even have one to be honest. I was just like recording songs and like throw them out there, and like <laughs> we'll play them when I'm ever at the friend's house. They're like, what's this track? Like, oh, this is this, this, this. Yeah, doing that's ninety six. B ninety six because that that was the originator of house music. Uh, for for this guy, so like during your 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 songs and what have you, it didn't go like. It didn't go like KGIA or anything like that. No, that'd be kind of cool though. If I <laughs> no, but then like I would have to worry about other DJs going over the tracks, and they was known for that, and that bothered me. Or KMOJ would always do tags. Oh, it wow. bothered me so much. You hear recording, you hear KMOJ, and it's like no, did. <sighs> So you couldn't even use the song because you was <laughs> right in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. that was the worst. Mm-hmm. The worst. Uh, but what's not the worst? So what do you got coming up here on the Strong Style Media Network, Kyle? Uh, starting with tomorrow for Soda Sound Radio. Uh, Soda Sound Radio is just me playing the jams. Um, it is do a. You play old school stuff or just a lot of the the new artists? Just submitted music. Um, I should play more old school, but I wonder like, would I get a whooping, you know, or or would people come after me if I just play like music? I, you know, like here's That's some brother or some atmosphere, 
and they'll be like, hey, man, you can't be playing our music. Get them. And they'll, like, take some bats to my, like, equipment. Play, like, old school artists that didn't quite make it. Like, you call it out of the basement. And then, like, just artists that, that didn't really take off but had a, a prominent impact in the Minnesota hip-hop scene. Interesting. I can do, like, a, a Hall of Fame. And then, see, Maybe. yeah, a Hall of Fame or, like, a second chance. Like, would they or have made it during this area or during this era? That's a good one. That's a good one. You can I find myself and though. Kyle Adams tomorrow night on Surf Sound Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Alex comes in. Yeah, this Keith Mur- or, uh Well, can't. Hey, y'all. Can't say. Man, just... <laughs> Going behind behind the curtain there. Um, you can check myself out um, every Monday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. It could be earlier. I'm off. We could do like another four-hour show like we did this past Monday, but it was fantastic. Uh, WrestleCast Radio. Uh, you can find us uh, as well as the pop culturist, Geek Typical, uh, Soda Sound Radio, Sportscast Radio, Standing 8 Count for all you boxing heads out there. Uh, some really awesome interviews coming up with some uh, local Minneapolis boxers, as well as uh, a preview. Uh, actually, the, the everyone's going to like the fights this weekend, so uh, I'm sure you'll get some extensive analysis this upcoming uh, Sunday. Um, but yeah, blogtalkradio.com forward slash a strong style media. Don't forget to give us a like on Facebook. Um, also, share the, share the page, if you will. Give us some love in the comments. Uh, strong yeah. style media. Also, WrestleCast Radio. Um and uh strongstylemedia.com you can uh order your stuff from Amazon you know you can help us out just by clicking the link um and just do your Amazon shopping you know just like normal it doesn't you know cost you anything more uh it helps us out you know a little bit uh with each click and purchase so please strongstylemedia.com Amazon banner right next to the awesome FML Solutions Inc all you deer hunters out there get uh Get prepped early. Get it before, you know, prices go up You with the economy and everything, how it goes. Again, you know, supply and demand. The demand for this excellent product is uh, is in need, and, and the supply is getting low. So get it while it's good um, and, and, and a damn well good price because uh, we, again, all know how economics work. Uh, also check out a variety of our other awesome sponsors at strongstylemedia.com. That is Kyle. I am Alex. Thank you everybody for checking out the pop culturist. Unfortunately, uh, we're not from Australia, but Kyle doesn't go enjoy going. Oh, I, I can't finish that. We'll see Whoa. you next week. And uh, be sure right after this to check out the standing A count with uh, Ryan and Elijah. Uh, they should be coming on in about seven minutes. So uh, stick around. Gonna do that tight ish. <laughs> Peace, everybody. Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. 
I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.